Welcome to the Behind the Racket Pod, the podcast taking you behind the racket with today's top tennis players and biggest issues facing the sport. Behind the Racket is a community to give fans and players in the world of tennis the opportunity to open up like they have never done before. Visit BehindTheRacket.com for the latest stories, merch, as well as direct links to all of the latest podcasts. It can also be found on iTunes, Google Play, Pandora, Stitcher, and wherever you find your podcasts. Download the episodes and make sure to leave a review. And we want you to be a part of the conversation. Find me at NoahRubin33 or Mike at MikeCTennis on all forms of social media. You can also learn more at BehindTheRacket.com or MikeCTennis.com. Special thanks to my sponsor, New Balance. Visit their latest shoes and styles at NewBalance.com and learn more about their program of giving back at hashtag NBGivesBack. You can also help support the podcast by visiting Patreon.com slash BehindTheRacketPod and receive rewards from our travels around the world. And now... Uh, a couple of years ago, uh, I believe it was 2014, was the first time I really kind of got a, a grasp of these two young men because uh, there they were in the green grass at, at Wimbledon together uh, playing in a final. Uh, unfortunately, the wrong guy won. Um, that's that's the unfortunate part. Um, but Noah Rubin and Stefan Kozlov, I think this is the first Damn time. Juice. I think this is the first time you guys have chatted uh, since like seven years. So uh, <laughs> Stefan, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. For people Absolutely. people who can't see, right? Uh, he is in this fabulous setting behind him in Florida <laughs> with pine trees, a lake, a swimming pool, and I'm right now so jealous of your life. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, the view does look incredible. When I turn around, it's not as nice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how how are you? You you guys just you guys were just both at the 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 UTR event, um, but but mm-hmm. how are you in general? Take the tennis aspect out of it. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a great way to put it. I feel like I'm good. You know, I finally feel uh, like I'm. You know, things are slowing down for me after uh, a couple years of you know some high end high intensity and, and you know the pressure of of the tour and all that good stuff so I, I think I feel like the COVID you know shutdown was actually the best thing that could have happened for me um, I feel like I feel like I've been able to reflect uh, back really well and see things a lot clearer uh, recently um, obviously I've gotten older but but I, I really feel like this time is it's it's kind of given me time to reflect and think about you know my journey so far and and my my vision going forward so um you know so yeah but kind of and we're gonna go straight into tough questions and you can go as deep as you want or not no problem stefan kozloff i mean that was a name that everybody looked up to everybody knew Mm -hmm. and still do but kind of take us through the journey and evolution of stefan kozloff you know from you know, the God, finally mm. Sacramento sure. when you were six years old. How old? Sure. <laughs> no, I, I, I... <laughs> oh, man. But like, kind of take us through that and, and then the pressures that came with, you know, you were the prodigy. You were that next sure. coming. And what did that feel like for you? Sure. No, I, you know, that's, it's a good way to start it off. Um, you know, it's, it's a hard, it's a hard question, obviously, but um, I, I feel, you know, finally mature enough to be able to just, you know, um, say it as it is and 
and hopefully learn from it. And, and if I could help anyone else in the process, you know, that would be amazing. Right. Um, obviously I had a tremendous junior career, um, you know, where, you know, I like really just phenomenal and everything came super easy for me. Um, and I say that in a, you know, in a very, um, you know, easy way, everything came easy and, uh, just, you know, obviously struggles came a little bit more with uh, the pro tour. I started pretty hot. And Mm -hmm. then just, I think a lot of expectations, to be honest with you, like a lot. And, and, you know, I feel like some people do better with expectations than others. And I just, obviously I, I didn't handle it, um, in the best way that I could. And it just, it just started a kind of a chain, you know, it's, you know, being successful at anything requires, you know, doing the little things to the highest level, you know, adding every each day, getting better. And I just, I kind of lost, um, that and, I'm still trying to find it. You know, I don't have the answers right now. I wish I, I wish I did, but it's been something that I've had to kind of learn and, and try to get the most out of. Um, and um, yeah. I, you're still, I mean, you know, we yeah. talk about this and we always do this in the world of tennis, this idea that we're so old now, like you're 22, you know, <laughs> putting that in perspective a little bit, like you're still a kid. Um, sure. But, you know, the last thing is like, you know, how did you feel going onto the court with all these expectations and how are you going onto the court now, you know, playing the UTR event or going to the futures and challenges that you're playing? What is that mentality switch for you? I mean, I I still, I still have trouble. Um, I still struggle with, you know, the, the mental aspect of the game. Um, You know, there's no way around it. Um, It's, it's been, it's something that came super uh, naturally for me in the juniors and I was able to use it to my advantage. Uh, you know, a lot. And, um, but it's something that's kind of, you know, hindered me in the pros a little bit that I've had to really try to work on and, and understand that, like, you know, most of it is mental, right? We, I mean, you look at, you look at it and everybody hits the ball. Amazing. Everybody in practice can beat anybody for the most part, but it, it comes down to, you know, I feel like who's, who's got that edge mentally, who's got that confidence, who's got, you know, the right routines and the habits and, um, and for me, for a couple of years, and I, I hope that, I mean, I, you know, I, I don't want to sound certain, but I feel like I've starting, started to figure it out, figure it out a little bit. And, um, you know, I had a couple of years where things were, were really tough, um, just could never grasp the situation, if that makes sense, just felt out of control. It's the best way I can put it. I, I, I do want to kind of go through that period because I, I remember talking to you Sarasota and I, I I'm gonna guess it was 2017 you came in the tent and we were we were talking about poker and and different things somebody mm-hmm. you were dating at the time and we had like this really long chat and I kind of yep. just got the sense at that time and again I think it was 2017 cause that sure. you just the, the the focus wasn't on tennis right there were a lot of different things that were going on in your oh, life sure. and I I wonder if you can kind of explain what that was as best you feel comfortable and then how you kind of slowly have gotten back to come around to tennis. That's a, that's a great question, Mike. Um, The best way I can try to put it, um, I'll I'll never, you know, maybe not at least now, the best way I can put it is my life became very comfortable. Mm -hmm. Um, I, you know, I signed some endorsement deals, certain things happened. I made you know, I made some money. Uh, for me, it was a lot of money because, um, you know, I, I grew up uh, not having much. I mean, you guys know with my dad um, always on top of me, kind of, you know, leading the way 
to, you know, I attribute most all my success to my dad for the most part, you know, without him, uh, you know, I, I don't know if, what I would be doing right now. So, so with that being said, you know, growing up, not always having, you know, all the opportunities financially, um, I reached a point where a lot of that stuff, you know, started to happen for me. And it was, you know, financial success, it was, um, you know, meeting, meeting a girl that I fell in love with, and just a lot of different things um, happened. And that definitely took away from my goal let's say we have a conversation when I'm 15 years old, I'm convincing you that I'm going to be number one in the world. Right. You know, I'm, con I'm, I'm convincing you. I, that's how I felt. I felt you know, like, why not me? You know, I, I felt that I put in the work, which, which I, I did from age, you know, five to whatever, 15, where I was on court for six, seven hours a day, just, it was my whole life. Um, and, and I, and I felt, you know, why, why not me? Why can't I do it? And, and that's, that's how I started to build up and, and reach a pretty high level. And then, like you said, um, you know, you brought up a great question, um, you know, what exactly transpired. And, and I think that's the only thing I can really, you know, grip is, is I, I gained a lot of financial independence. Mm. I gained a lot of, um, I guess there's a word I'm looking for, but I'm not really sure how to say, it. you know, I don't want to sound arrogant in any way. Um, so, so, so that was, you know, that took away, obviously that took away from my, my, the, the focus needed that you need to be a, a top player. It's, it's not easy at all. You know, it's being in the top 50 requires a lot of dedication and, and you know, you guys know about that. I don't need to ramble about that. But for you and, and to kind of take it off your plate and mm -hmm. not, not an excuse, but instead of, you know, calling it comfortable, do you think you were just tired? I know that sounds <laughs> funny, but we talk about yeah. this a lot. And, and you said it yourself of yep. this understanding of you are on court seven hours a day since yep. you were born where you're just like, shit, I don't know if I can got this this year. Like, do I need a break? Do I need to take a second? Like, yeah, it's nice to be with a girl and relax and palm trees. Like, was yep. that going through your head at all? I, de I definitely, definitely think that that was going through my head. If I, I do remember that uh, feeling, um, like you said, looking back, maybe if I would have made the decision to take a year off from tennis in the long run, it would have been the best thing for me. Right. Um, going through, what I went through from age five to 15 with all the tennis and the travel and the tournaments that takes a toll on you. Yeah. And I finally gained some independence, you know, moved away from my parents, um, had the, you know, had the ability to kind of do what I wanted. Right. And, and like you said, that, that's definitely something that probably crossed my mind more than I wanted to, wanted it to, <laughs> and, and hindered some of my decision-making and, um, you know, you live and learn, I guess. And, but, but that's a huge part of it, Noah, that that's a great insight by you. <laughs> I, you know, and I, I want to paint the picture for the people that are going to listen sure. to this out of all the practices that we had here, I am probably uh -huh. drenched in sweat running around the fucking tennis court, like a chicken without his head. And you're just dinking balls. You're just toying <laughs> with me. And this, and this was the step on that. Yeah. I hated so much. I hated And I loved you. so I, much. I literally despised <laughs> you. But then I got off the court and I was like, holy shit, like this guy is ridiculous. Like no matter yeah. what you do, this guy can put the ball where he wants and you still can. I mean, that, that's, that didn't leave. Sure. What are the next steps to get back to that feeling of just, I love doing whatever I can with the tennis ball. Sure. Uh, just to add on to your point, you know, that, that's funny that you say that because my whole life, everybody's told me, dude, like you do that, you do this, like, how do you do this? And like, you play a certain style of tennis, the dink and dunk, 
like for me in the moment, like I didn't know what the hell people were talking about. Like it's, it was so, it was, it's just how I grew up. You know, I grew up on the ball machine, always doing like crazy or not crazy, but weird drills. So my game developed in a different way. And that's just all I knew. I, I, you know, that's all I knew. So I was always confused what people meant, but now obviously I look back and I I see this, whatever, 15, 16 year old playing sack, like a challenger in Sacramento and, and hitting like, dinks down the line that like guys are like it's not even passing the baseline it's like a drop shot dink winner but it's top spin so like you just you know you see stuff like that and um but uh just yeah so what i need to do i feel like is is just develop you know i'm I'm never going to really completely change away from that that's always going to be my somewhat style you know you but i feel like weapons have to be you know developed serve needs to become much better um fitness is something that i i really try to focus on and and try to understand that you know for me to play that style of game and and to have any success on the tour you know being uh being a beast is gonna is gonna open up a lot of doors for me um so that's something that i've that's something that i've never really taken super seriously um as you guys can probably tell i'm kidding um <laughs> i've, I've but, uh, uh, you know well, you Mike, get the point. Mike takes it super seriously i am i am a machine clearly like <laughs> <laughs> your shapes like it's just oh, different man. shapes circles <laughs> on top of circles on top of circles I find it so funny the way you two just ripped at each other. Man. I could just listen to you all day. Man. I get texts from my uh, mom all the time, like, "Why do you guys hate each other so much?" And I'm like, that "Guy's awful." Oh, I and I just, that. I just reply, "Well, it's because he's Jewish." <laughs> that's like me. That's, that's like that's like Noah. It's like Noah and I back in the day, man. Oh my god. Uh, well, we got in a fight, and and we don't have to go into the details, but Steph and I, I just have to tell this story. We. Steph and I got into a fight. I mean, he was negative three. So he was, what, how old? Probably 15 at the time? 16? I'd say, yeah, around there. And that was 17. Yeah, maybe even younger than that. And we got into a fight. I told him we wouldn't talk for the rest of the week. I then, that night, looked at my bed and had a handwritten note. But it was like to one Randall's Island. Like that was the one thing you knew. And then it was a whole thing. Like I'm very, I apologize. And I still have that to this day and will be framed and signed oh by you. So just get ready. God. I, I, the fact that you still have that is amazing. I, I can't imagine That's... my, my handwriting and, and your uh, handwriting. And all, yeah, dude, I, I, I'm scared to look at it, but uh, no, I mean, it's, you know, traveling the world at, at such a young age, you know, the people that you do it with, like, like you, you know, we were, we were pretty much best friends at the time. And, um, you know, it's a brotherhood and, uh, you know, that was, I was, I remember feeling so bad that, that <laughs> my, man, some my man Noah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sorry. You, you took it, uh, you, you retaliated in the Wimbledon final. Cause <laughs> um, I, I, along those lines, uh, I, I've, obviously been around the game for approximately 72 years and have seen a lot of people who have, you know, quote unquote phenoms. Okay. And, and a lot of them, you talked about being, having to travel from five to 15 and a lot of them as a result lack basic social skills. I find that that has never been something that you have lacked. I've told the story before multiple times about this kid just showing up behind me in Sacramento and then introducing himself and it's you. Right. And I I've never found you to be awkward. 
whereas a lot of kids who are phenoms have been incredibly awkward. All tennis players. (laughs) Well, that's true. But where, where, (laughs) why, why was that important to you? Was that something that your parents emphasized? Where did that come from? Yeah. Well, first of all, I I appreciate the the nice words. Uh, That means a lot. Um, You know, yeah, my dad always just tried to, you know, teach me to just be be a man from a young age, and and you know, you know, try to teach values in me and um you know obviously you know we all turn out how we turn out you know i'm not exactly sure how that went down but but obviously it's uh it's something that my parents you know installed in me from a young age just just those you know those values and social skills just trying to be interactive and and nice to people i remember there were times where you know my dad would teach me a hard lesson on how to treat people and uh you know um, you know, stuff on the, on the lines like that. So, uh, you know, I'm not really sure exactly. So it's, it's, it's an interesting point you bring up though. I, I see what you're saying. Going back to something you said was, you know, you just want to help people possibly through the same situation or a similar sure. situation that you dealt with. You have the chance to go back. What are we doing differently? You know, what are we, what are we teach? What are we learning from this? What are we doing differently? Um, again, another topic Mike and I speak about, you know, all the time is this idea of, you know, maybe not putting all your eggs in one basket. You know, a lot of guys are streaming nowadays. Mike plays poker all the time. Just sure. this idea of just having other things. You know, what are some of the uh, mentality shifts that you would, you know, instill, you know, to some kid that's coming up like you, uh, mm. you know, twelve years old and and not looking to. Um, have these lapses and end year lapses where you're feeling uncomfortable and, and upset with the situation. Sure. Um, you know, obviously now that I'm older, I, I feel like I have a lot more perspective of the situation and um, have gained clarity of, of my experiences. So, you know, I think not putting as much importance into winning and losing and, and stuff like that, you know, it's, it's, at the end of the day, it's a process. And I wish I looked at it more like that instead of trying to, you know, always, always had that burden of, uh, you know, people watching you and always trying to be your best and feeling like you could never make a mistake. So I feel, I feel like, you know, being okay with making mistakes and learning from them and, and just following the, at the end of the day, it is a process, you know, you got to develop your game and keep developing. It's every day, now I feel like I'm trying to get my game better, but at the time I was too wrapped up in winning and losing, you know, what my coach thought, what, you know, this commentator is going to say, you know, what these players think, you know, there's a lot of stuff like that when you're 16, 17, that, that consumes you. And um, so really just trying to install that into my brain at 17, just understanding that it's okay to, you know, it's okay to lose. You just got to focus on, on being better. And uh, I feel like for me, that was, that was a tough pill to swallow because I was, you know, I did so much winning from, from a young age and losing a lot when I got onto the tour was, was something that was tough for me. And, and obviously, you know, it's, it sounds pity, but I had to get used to, and uh, you know, so, so just being more open-minded towards that and embracing the, the struggles that you'll have, you know, we all have struggles on the tour and, and um, you know, you look at, Novak and all those guys, even they, you know, they struggled. So it just shows you that it's something that you go through. I I wonder if you've ever actually, have you ever actually spoken to Donald Young about what he went through? Because he was actually the first guy I talked to when he was 16, um, just about what he was going through and how he dealt with it. And I'm wondering if you've ever spoken to him about those same things. 
I, I haven't, but I would love to. Um, obviously, he's a he's a guy that went through a lot, and uh, I, I would I would love to have a conversation with him one day, hopefully about you know what he went through and just share experiences, and um, maybe that's something that I'll do in the future. Um, you know, now that's you know a similar or story can, in a way. You know, you could talk to Mike, who is also not. You're not a phenom. Sorry, never mind. Now listen, I just I showed my daughter this very morning a picture of myself winning a tennis tournament, which I have. I had to. It was like black and white photo. You got a participation medal. Congratulations! I won a tournament once. Um, you you mm. mentioned your dad uh, with the coaching situation. Uh, mm. You've gone through. Who was it? Was it Wettengel? Was that was that the Ohio former uh, Ohio State guy that you were who was traveling with was, you in Champaign a couple years ago? That, yeah, he was with me in Champaign, just a really good friend of mine. Okay. Um, uh, he just needed someone to be there. Yeah, I, I've, I've kind of had a lot of coaches through the years. Yeah. So where um, where are you at with that, and how do you incorporate your dad um, a, along with just kind of this new process and the independence? Yeah. Yeah. So my dad and I had a really good relationship until like 16, 17. Um, then, you know, all the rockiness started with the results and – you know, things didn't go as, as, I guess, planned for in his eyes, mm. which is, uh, you know, something that I have to live with every day, the expectation, you know, my dad set a high bar. And, you know, just because I didn't reach it, you know, things were just just rocky, I can say. And, and, uh, you know, we, I, I kind of tried to, I kind of eliminated him from my life for a little bit. Um, I felt like I needed to and I felt like it was it was the best for me as a man. And um, now things are 100 times better than they ever could be. So I've been spending a lot of time with him, you know, at the academy here, just trying to, you know, he, at the end of the day, he's the guy that, you know, took me to a, to a high level and, and we're learning a lot about each other as we go. And mm -hmm. that's uh, something that, you know, I'll, I'll always, you know, be grateful for. So, but, but also, you know, looking for another, obviously person to, uh, you know, guidance, you know, it's, 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 it's a tough, it's a tough, um, thing to you know to find the right coach it's right. never easy um so especially when you have a father that thinks he knows it all so <laughs> it's it's not easy at all <laughs> so you know you're still playing tennis right now you still want to be the best you can be yeah. but you know realistically it's a very tough time period to play anything <laughs> to get into any tournaments what does the next few years look like for you you know do you still love tennis are we on this path are we on the right path what does that look like yeah, obviously a, a very shaky time right now, um, which is, it's been great because at, at, at the beginning of COVID, I had a, I had a stress fracture in my back. So it mm. took about three, four months. I was playing in Delray. I'm not sure if you guys know, but uh, whatever, had a stress fracture in my back, took some time off three, four months and then started up again. And, um, you know, the way I feel about my career moving forward is, is I feel like I have an opportunity. Doesn't mean it's going to happen. You know, I feel like I can play with the best in the world. And I've, I've shown, I've proven, I've practiced with a ton of guys. And on a consistent basis, I feel like I'm proving that I can hang with them. And uh, so I'm just trying to do everything I can and control the things I can control to improve my mental, my fitness, and all that stuff that's maybe lagging behind. Because I know that I can hit the ball with pretty much anyone in the world. You know, I feel like I'm very talented and don't have any huge technical flaws. So um, just trying to bring those things up and give myself an opportunity, you know, just give myself a real opportunity, put everything into it. And, um, you know, obviously you can make a lot of money playing the sport and 
Um, and, but the, but at the end of the day, it would mean a lot to me to, it would mean more to me to get back to that high level where you have the, you know, the guys like Zverev's and the Rublev's and the Tiafos who I grew up playing juniors with, who I grew up beating. And, um, you know, that's been something that's kind of, you know, I guess been tough on the ego, sure. let's say. Um, so to me, that's my greatest motivation uh, regarding in go, uh, regarding tennis moving forward. It's uh, maybe it's not the best one, but it, it's one of my, you know, one of my top motivators. And I hope to uh, one day, you know, just like, you know, play one of those guys on a big stage and kind of say, Hey, I'm back, you know, in a way. And with all due respect, because those guys have put in a lot of work and are, you know, amazing players. So no respect. No. <laughs> <laughs> No, I've seen their Twitter accounts. No, it's okay. We're good. Um, We're good. You are, you are 22. uh, So you've got uh, plenty of time to, to get to that level when you're ready. And when, when everything kind of comes together for you, I want to, before we let you go here, uh, your brother, he's, he's in college and I'm, I'm assuming he is uh, enjoying life. Uh, quite a bit while also competing at LSU. Um, tell us about what his life is like, what you feel like you might have missed out on with the college experience, how you've tried to maybe get a little college experience over the last couple of years, and, and how Boris is. Yeah, is he Boris catching is... lizards right now or no? Oh, I'm, I'm, he's probably catching you know, whatever. I don't know what he's catching right now. Um... <laughs> Mike, at these junior tournaments, he would go around. I'd turn around. He was there. Yeah. And then I'd turn around. He had nine lizards in his hand that he was just catching. He was like a – It's like my <laughs> it child. Unbelievable. My six-year-old. Hey, you know how, you know how uh, lizards, when you, like, hold them, they, like – you put out your finger, they all, like, bite, it, bite, yeah. bite on it? Right. He used to, like, attach yeah. them to his ears. Okay. I don't know how, <laughs> but okay. he would, like, hold the lizard and it would – he would put it on his ear and it would like bite down and it would hold and, and the lizard would just hang like an earring. It's absurd. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, he was just down here for three, three, four weeks. Okay. So always good to spend time with him. And um, just, you know, I've been meaning to go down and spend time with, uh, with him at LSU, just yeah. hitting with the team. It's something that I've wanted to do ever since he's been there. And Andy Brandy and Chris Brandy are, um, you know, super welcoming. And sure. um, I just, I just, to be honest, just want to get down there ASAP and, Obviously, the LSU football team last year was my opportunity to go. Yeah, and, right. And uh, now they're giving up like 75 points a game, so I'm not going to that game. Um, but, but yeah, I, I wish, you know, college, it's such an interesting discussion, you know, about the whole thing. Should you or should you not go to college? Um, you know, I didn't. It was somewhat, I guess, forced um, in a way. You know, my parents kind of maybe decided at a young age with me to to put all the eggs in the basket to go pro. And um, I think college is a great route. Um, I think if you go in with the right focus and intentions, you can accomplish, you know, you could use it as a stepping stone into the pros, right? Yeah. Especially the where the game's headed these days, um, getting older and older. So um, he, he's improved a lot, actually, since he's been in college. So, you know, Chris and Andy have done a fantastic job and he's playing like three or four, I believe, and, and winning a lot. So I'm super proud of him. And uh, you know, whatever he decides to do after is, is uh, you know, I'll be happy and I'll be there to support him for sure. Um, is there ever going to be a time where maybe you step down and play at the one two dollar poker table with me? Because I can't, I can't hang at your financial level. So if you can come down to play one two with me, I'd really appreciate that sometime. 
hey, right now we might need to play 50 cents to the dollar. Things are tight. Things are tight, Mike. Like, yeah. I'm happy for Mike that he's at the 50 cent table to begin with. So that's good news for everybody. Uh, Man, I'm like, I, I don't know how you play poker so much. It's such a, such a dra- I feel like it's, it's fun, but it's super draining. You know? Liquor. Okay. Yeah, it's a good answer. Yeah, no, that's that's it. Uh, Noah can attest. He's seen me. He's seen me uh, on my stream, uh, having enjoying uh, too many beverages. Um, <laughs> no, there was one during quarantine that I, for some reason, stayed up with you until like one yeah. thirty in the morning. Right, and you were not okay. As a no, human. I was in bad, gone. bad. <laughs> you were long gone. Bad shape. I that just night. want to play doubles with Stefan again. Oh, God, oh, yes. Man. It was Absolutely. my best doubles match I've played in my life was finals of Kalamazoo, by Ooh. far. And Stefan told me to fuck off during the match, which was great on top of it. <laughs> we didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I oh, lost three break points in a row, and then he proceeded to say, why can't this kid win a fucking break point? <laughs> and then we won Kalamazoo without speaking to each other. And look where look where we are now. Yeah. Look at this. So, so that was that was in the quarterfinals, I believe, right? So we, I no, was that, it in the finals? That was, finals? That was against. Okay, I, I don't remember exactly. Altamirano, no. Okay, okay, so so long story short, <laughs> one match in that tournament, we were down. I think we were down, like maybe. Oh. I don't remember exactly what we were, you know, what happened, but we were down pretty big, and and uh, I don't know. It's just. You know, I felt like, you know, I, I, I oh, don't know you why. know who it was. It, now I remember. I think it was yeah. might have been Mo and Tiafo. Yes. Or something like Mo yes. and somebody yeah, else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was on the yeah. backhand side. Yeah. Mo yeah. kept, Mo kicking, kept kicking. out. Yeah. And I kept, I kept yeah. shanking yeah. the backhand and I never yeah. do. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. what is happening? But then, of course, my partner is like, <laughs> we sat next to each other on the bench, but he acted like I was not in the room or the facility. <laughs> He's like, why well, can't this fucking kid win a break point? I'm sorry, man. Oh, I'm God. so sorry. And then I we was... proceeded to not win another, uh, to not lose another point, but we just didn't high five. We would literally cross sides. Oh my God. Well, <laughs> to be fair, we I literally... think at the time I could have beaten both Michael Moe and Francis Tiafo playing doubles. I mean, they horrendous, <laughs> horrendous. Mike, your backhand looks like it should be. Never mind. I forget to go there. It's good memories, man. Mike thinks he can play with a procedure. It's super cute. That's cute. I have a mohawk too, so uh, things are going really well in my life. Uh, Kaz, someday I hope to join you wherever you're at right now uh, with the palm trees and the swimming pool on the lake. I I hope to just hang out there. We'll just play heads up uh, late into the night, and Noah can just go to his grandma's house or something. Anytime you want. Okay. I appreciate it. Have fun. Please come down. We'll play some heads up. (laughs) Much love to you, Stefan. We will hopefully both see you soon. I know I will see you soon, definitely. And uh, we'll get a nice dinner. Have a nice drink. Keep very chill and relaxed. And (laughs) get Mike over this hump. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Take care, Cosmo. Thanks for having me. All right. Talk soon. Bye-bye. The show might be over, but the conversation isn't. Join us on social media at NoahRubin33, at MikeCTennis, and at Behind the Racket. Expect new episodes every Monday or Tuesday. And don't forget to leave us a rating on iTunes. It really helps us expand and reach more listeners as we take you Behind the Racket.